Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach, and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word MONEY to 844-949-1984. That's the word MONEY to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today the boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Hey, Brad, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Blue Collar BS, the podcast where we talk about and break down the barriers of we can't find good people. Guess what? We have an awesome guest today, Brad. Guess who it is? Your father. Uh, no. Even better, we have Paul Giles, who is the Director of Technical Services at Landon Stone Products. Super excited to interview him today. I'm very excited to have him here as well, as uh, I was fortunate enough to have to be in an outing. I shouldn't say have to be. I got to be in an outing with Mr. Giles uh, this week, one of the best guys that I know in our community, and I'm very excited to hear what he has to think about the topics of we can't find good people and how the generations can behave better. So awesome. Well, Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So, Paul, first question that we have for you is which generation do you fit in with? I am right in the middle of being a millennial. Yeah, I was born in 1985, so I'm 36 years old, right right smack dab in it. Well, Paul, one of the things that when Brad and I were talking about your background, things that we were talking about is how can we really engage with millennials in the industry and the environment that we have today in the blue collar space? Let's back that up just one step first, Do it. shall we? So, Do it. so Paul, how does a guy that's smack dab in the millennial generation get involved in quarry, mining, aggregate, that type of industry? What attracted you into the industry? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm, uh, I chose it because the classes in college seemed really uh, interesting. And my goal was to eventually get to blow things up legally yeah yeah so i found my calling pretty early and uh i've stuck with it now for 15 years get to blow stuff up weekly so it's uh pretty exciting so blow stuff up so what were you blowing up before you could blow things up legally i don't know if we can talk about that on here uh... like to have a little fun in high school, maybe a little too much fun. And uh, I found a positive outlet for, for <laughs> entertainment. Awesome. <laughs> I like, I like that. That is good. That's a good answer. That's a good PC answer. I like it. Pass your background check. That's the important part. And they still let you play it with explosives. So that's right. That's awesome. So let's go back to, so you got started because it was a, you get to blow stuff up, which is great. How does, how does that role, I guess with your age and in, in your generation, how were you welcomed in at the time you were welcomed into that industry? How was that for you? I mean, I, I went to right out of college 
uh, I went to work for a big copper mining company, uh, Fortune 200 company. There was another 30 or 40 uh, guys and, and gals my age. So we kind of Arizona together. Huh? Yeah, yeah Arizona? Was, Arizona. And, um, you know, I, I've never felt like anyone's looked down on me because of my age or for being a millennial. I, I think it's a, as an industry, mining is a pretty welcoming industry. You know, if you, if you like to work hard and have fun, generally you're going to be a pretty good fit. That's awesome. So when you were brought in, did you, were you, did you have a mentor or somebody that helped you learn the ropes? Yeah. So I I actually did a couple of internships during college. Um, So I wasn't completely diving off the deep end. I knew what I was getting into. Uh, And some of those connections I had made uh, engineers, operations guys, you know, they, they ended up being good mentors still to this day. Uh, You know, I've got friends that I worked with 15 years ago that I still stay in touch with and, and chat. I think that's critical. Uh, I, I think especially in this industry, having a mentor, you know, what we do is extremely hard work and challenging. And if you don't find a mentor or if a mentor doesn't find you, um, you can get lost pretty easily. Yeah. Cause you are, I mean, like I said, you're blowing things up, you're blowing rocks. And, you know, I, I came from the mining industry on the equipment side of it with Busaris and probably had some of our gear and some of those mines that you're with back in Arizona. Yes, we did. And, and, and geology and the planet earth doesn't care what the science book says. That's true. It, it doesn't, no, oh no, it, it, it's not supposed to be this way. So that whole opportunity to learn on the fly and, and make mistakes that some of those mistakes can be very costly. Did, did the folks above when those things did occur, were they more or less, Hey, that's just part of the business or were they more, you just cost us a shit ton of money and you, you don't do that again and ask for permission next time before you just take, take initiative. You know, I'd say I've made a couple uh, big, big dollar mistakes in my career. Um, probably more than I'd like to admit, you know, initially it was a slap on the hand and a, Hey, you know, figure out how much money you cost us. You know, that's your assignment for the rest of the day and report back and tell us how you're not going to do it again. But I think, I think that's the tail end of uh, kind of the old school way of doing things. I think we're getting better about uh, helping people fail and fail fast uh, and small. So they build those reps and uh, end up being really good employees. What makes you, why, why do you say that you think we're at the end of that journey and doing things differently? What do you see happening differently? You know, it, at least where I'm at now at Land and Stone, we've, we've really kind of turned the page on the, uh, or we're turning the page on the, the old school way of doing things, um, you know, where you hear, well, it's always been done that way. There's no way, no way else to do it. And, and we're, we're starting to really embrace that, hey, a lot of this talent we're, we've missed out on, you know, these last decades maybe they had something going for them that we didn't see. And so we're trying to open our eyes and, and open our minds and figure out we're just turning that page. It's a, it's a new world um, in this industry. So without going into like, I would say, you know, company, calling out the owners, calling out owners or company specific, right? When we, when you say opening up minds, can you dive into that a little bit deeper to give yeah. people insight? And in? what do you mean by that? I think, we're as a, as an industry, um, you know, aggregates and, and mining as a whole, we're a very proud industry. 
You know, we, we do a lot of the work that, um, frankly, most of the people out there don't want to do and don't even know about and don't even know about that's right. right. The electricity, Um, the cars, the home wire, all the stuff it's coming from somewhere. It comes from somewhere, right? If it's not grown, it's mined. I think some of that old school mentality is, is based a lot in that pride, you know, guys that have made a career out of doing this 35, 40 years, you know, you go some places that have a guy that's been there doing the same thing for 45 years. And, and, you know, you, you used to ask a question, you know, well, why do you do it that way? It seems like there's a better way. And the response you'd get is, Hey, I've been doing this for 45 years, you know, um, sit down and shut up. Just watch what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, right? I, I think as an industry, I think we're kind of moving away from that. I think uh, we kind of let that bite us in the butt for, for many years. And, and we missed out essentially on a generation of talent. Yep. We've got a bunch of people who've been doing the same thing for 45 years. And then a bunch of people who are fresh out of high school, fresh out of you know college, uh, coming from a different industry, never busted a rock, never, you know, shoveled a pile of quarry dust. Um, so there's, a, there's this huge gap there that we, we have to bridge and the right time to bridge it was 20 years ago, but we didn't. The next best time is today. Yeah, that's a spectacular mindset. What is your experience with guys that are younger than you? Let's say that 24 and younger, those high school kids, those guys that are just getting out of college, how have they been received and brought into your industry, whether it's as a heavy equipment operator, you know, a manual shovel operator, right. clean out the conveyor, you know, whatever that is, how are they uh, adapting into your world? You know, I, th- I think they're, they're adapting really well. I think it's a, it's always a culture shock. You know, it feels like just yesterday I was that 22, 24 year old guy and and now I'm not anymore. You see people coming out of school, high school and college with different interests than you had and a different worldview. To be honest, you kind of have to tailor some of what you do to that generation of of minor. I, I think the really the really neat thing about that is they bring a ton of different ideas to the table. Some of them are terrible. You know? uh, but you know I always <laughs> like to say, you know, if if I have if I have 10 ideas and three of them are good, well, that's batting 300. I can get into the hall of fame with that. Right. So you don't have to bat a thousand on, on good ideas and there's no monopoly on them. You know, you got a guy who's been doing a job for 45 years. He might not be doing it the best way. And and that kid right out of college or that kid that graduated from high school, uh, you know, a year ago, uh, living at home with his folks, um, making tons of money, he might have the right way to do that or a better way to do that. Right. And that's, uh, that's always the fun part in old industry is that new ideas that might not have been good 15 years ago because technology wasn't available or equipment wasn't up, wasn't able to handle those things or just the growth of immaturity of some certain products. Now that idea that was really bad 15 years ago, a great idea today because it's changed. Right. We can do it. So one of the things that just in this industry alone, I've, you've made comments numerous times is the, and I'm going to use these words is it's been more boomer driven for a long period of time. So tons of experience. And Brad asked the question, how is your experience working with younger people? How are the boomers welcoming those younger, gen- those younger than you, younger than millennial generation into the workforce? You know, I, I think that runs the spectrum. Um, <laughs> I think 
a lot of, you know, maybe the older generation, the more seasoned miners, uh, some of them do look down on the, on the new batch, you know, they're, uh, the younger generation, well, they don't know anything. Well, of course they don't know anything. They don't know anything yet. Right. But mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to figure that out. Uh, and, and I think it goes all the way to the other end of the spectrum where maybe some of these folks out there are saying, yeah, this is my replacement. You know, I get to retire if I train this this lady or, or this young man up. This is great. I'm going to tell them everything I know, and then I'm gone. But I think what it boils down to is, is kind of a culture, a culture thing. If you have a culture that embraces change um, and doesn't look at, at change as a bad thing, I think that culture is going to be a lot more welcoming to a newer generation of uh, aggregate workers, miners, heavy equipment operators young engineers, geologists, metallurgists. You know, I was fortunate two years ago at the chamber to come and do a, you know, a blast event with you guys and take a tour of the facility. And that's originally how we met. Talk about the technology gap or the technology embracement, embracing technology to um, make mining and make your aggregate production different and, and how that's happened over the generations to be able to say how, how it's helped owners and the older leaders become better leaders because they now have information they didn't have before versus just go get it done. Right. Probably as, as recently as 10 years ago, a lot of the, a lot of the tasks we do to make sure the business was healthy and make sure we were doing the right thing and the smart thing, you know, was just starting to get digitized and, and get into that digital age, you know, from an owner's perspective, if I own a business, I want to know how it's doing right now. You know, I don't want to wait um, until the next quarterly meeting to hear what's going on. You know, I don't, I can't have anyone spending three months compiling data to give me an answer. You know, I've got to have it quickly. You know, so if your business is uh, aiming for survival or thriving, that digital tool in your tool belt, whatever it is, you know, drones are huge. Five years ago, you know, if we had said, hey, let's get a drone to help us do some of our surveying, you know, well, we've never done it that way. You got to get out there and actually do it or, you know, get a truck and you got to get a guy to learn how to use a surveying equipment, put the stakes in the ground and you got to get the pink flags out. And even then, you know, Back in my day, uh, you know, we'd just eyeball the pile and, you know, I can, I can guess how many tons are in that stockpile within, you know, 5%. It's not true. <laughs> you can't, right? So, so the, the fact that this technology is coming on hot and heavy is really a, a game changer, right? And, and I think it's awesome because now as an industry, we get to attract a whole new level of employee out of high school, some somebody who's super interested in computing and big data, uh, someone who you know wants to fly a drone, somebody who you know wants to use AI, somebody that's passionate about that stuff. Well, heck, we're not just crushing rocks; we're you know crunching data too. So it's kind of a, a cool thing that it's opened the door to a whole new a whole new breed of uh, of miners, really. No, that's awesome. So I want to jump back to the question a little bit earlier that was asked is how do we really engage them? So you brought up tech, you brought up great points about failing, failing and failing fast, but how do we really then engage with those younger generations, like younger than you millennials, those Gen Zs? You know, you kind of got to go to where they are, first of all. Um, I can't go to their parents' basements. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You went there. Ouch. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's actually where I'm recording this right now is uh, my mom's basement. So, 
Um, <laughs> I think I think you've got to go to where they are, and you have to make the best case for what you do and why it's cool, and and what difference it makes in the world or in the community or let's be real in your pocketbook. You know, we as an industry we pay really really well. And you can get into this industry without a college degree, without college debt. You want to buy a house, start a family, have a nice truck. Hey, we've got a place for you. You know, if you work hard, I know that sounds cliche. That might sound like uh, I'm older than I am, but you know, if, if, you're, if you're a hard worker, if you're a hard um, worker, put in your 35 years tomorrow, you could be that. No, see, that's that the difference. Guy. It's not 35 years. You're not showing them a 35 year journey. You're showing them a three to five year journey. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it it's happening fast. It's but we really have to work on our marketing, and that's something uh, you know as an industry uh, we've spent many years trying to fly under the radar. We don't want to draw too much attention to us because a lot of the press we get is negative, and, and so I, I think by doing things uh, you know here where I work, we we're open to giving tours. You know, there's a lot of companies out there, a lot of mining companies specifically that think they have a secret sauce for what they do. Uh, and the fact of the matter is they're shutting out potential future employees, right? They're right. limiting their, their talent pool. You know, we um, used to have dozer days here in the community. I don't know if you were around when those were going on with a competitor of yours back in the day, but yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't here for it, but I, I hear a lot about it. We actually have a number of employees who that's how they got into this. They, they got to cruise around on some big equipment when they were six years old and, and that's what they wanted to do. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. That marketing piece is really, really key. And you're right. The mining companies tend to want to not have that negative press that usually comes out. I was blessed to go down to a, a coal mine down in Texas and part of their reclaimed, uh, they were on locked Q is where they were mining and they had reclaimed everything A through L and it was all fast growing straight timber. Gazillions of acres of fresh timber that came out of nowhere because they turned the mine site into a forest. Right. No one ever talks about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and some, uh, to be honest, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. Some of the bad reputation that, you know, mines of yesteryear earned, they earned it. You know, it was, yep. it was deserved. Trust. Yep. So I, I, I think it's cool getting a, a new generation in here to kind of, you know, we have uh, young engineers who are super concerned about sustainability and, you know, environmental stewardship. And, and it's like, great, that's what we need in an industry, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to my lake property as soon as you take all the, the uh, rock out of it. We'll get we'll we'll do all the hard work and then you can just sit back and relax, Brad. Be, yeah, that won't happen. That won't be for me because that'll be too many years beyond my lifespan, I'm sure. But no, I you know what, Paul, I really truly appreciate the passion and energy that you show for your industry. I mean, you can feel it and hear it in your voice that you care about what's going on, want to be a good steward for the industry to promote and guide and, and be that mentor for others to come in. So let's just, so let's just hypothetically say we got some high school kids listening to the show and they want to reach out to Paul Giles to learn more about how your story or how you got into it. How would they get in contact with you? Just hit me up on TikTok. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> I want to see the core. I want to see the Corey shuffle. That's what I really want to see. I want to see the Corey shuffle. We'll work on that. Maybe to my we'll daughter. Do 
maybe we'll do a follow-up episode and it'll just be me doing the Corey shovel. We'll have to get some video going. Right. Um, the, the easiest way they can reach out to me is, uh, probably, uh, via email. Uh, my email address is dirt to dollars at gmail.com D I R T T O B O L L A R S at gmail.com kind of a fitting email. Love it. I love it. Um, yeah, you know, if there's any uh, high school kids out there who are interested in, uh, you know, if they're in the area getting a tour, if they're visiting grandma and grandpa here in southeastern Wisconsin for the summer, uh, you know, swinging by and doing a ride along with one of our guys who drives a, a big quarry truck or um, they want to see a blast, press the button. Uh, you know, shoot me an email and, and we'll work it out. We, we love having people. Um, we, we are passionate about what we do and we love sharing it. I will agree 100% uh, with those statements. And it's, uh, I know when I was there, it felt very welcome, very safe, uh, very controlled. And it's pretty amazing uh, what's happening, particularly in our own community right here that nobody knows about. And thank you for Landon Stone stepping up and being part of that community and, and not being hidden from everybody's sight as everybody goes by and just sees the big dump trucks coming down the road and being all pissed off because they got to slow down. Right. <laughs> Every one of those dump trucks, though, is generating commerce and generating jobs and putting kids through school and paying for health care and you know supporting somebody else's parents or whatever it might be. Every one of those dump trucks has another story behind it. So thank you for all you do. Yeah, absolutely. It's our pleasure. Thank you for what you guys do. I think this is really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Paul, for being a guest today and truly appreciated the conversation. So thanks again. Anytime guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Hurd. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.